let me ask you a question. What do you do after your psychiatrist tells you that you have ADHD? Completely flipped my world upside down, I can tell you that. Hey everyone, welcome to my new podcast, A G with ADHD. Check out my other podcast, Chicanx Nation, spelled X-I-C-A-N-X Nation, to learn more about Chicanx culture, literature, history, and media. But yeah, ADHD has affected me my whole life. Just recently found out that I have it. It's 2021 and I'm 26 years old. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is real. People like myself have emotional and behavioral problems combined with learning disabilities. We are impulsive and can often be misunderstood as rowdy and rambunctious. Statistics show 90% of people who have it remain undiagnosed. ADHD affects 4 to 5% of adults. I guess I'm another statistic now. In the childhood years, ADHD is a very serious mental health disorder and is often overlooked. This disorder is more commonly seen in boys than that in girls. Another point to note is that ADHD does not disappear as the adolescent transitions into adulthood. In fact, the symptoms manifest themselves in a different way. ADHD is indeed a lifelong problem. According to Gerald Paul Clifford, author of the book Thriving with ADHD Workbook, ADHD is passed through genes. No, I'm not talking about Levi's, I'm talking about DNA. Not to mention that there are several other disorders that coexist with ADHD. In my case, it's bipolar disorder. I was diagnosed with it a little before I was diagnosed with ADHD. Bipolar disorder consists of episodes of mood swings ranging from depressive lows to manic highs. We tend to have low self-esteem, low energy, low motivation, and loss of interest in daily activities. Mood episodes may last days to months at a time and is often associated with suicidal thoughts. The manic highs, on the other hand, can be described as episodes of high energy, irritability, reduced need for sleep, and loss of touch with reality. However, people with bipolar disorder can also have normal moods occasionally. I'm 26 years old now, belonging to a migrant family. Both my parents didn't make it past middle school. I cannot honestly blame them for not having me properly assessed and checked, but what hurts is that they deny me of having these disorders. Towards the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, my symptoms grew worse to the point that I wanted to die. Working a full-time job, enrolled full-time online social distance learning, behind on so many independent projects, including my music. Plus, I needed to do community service for my school, although they do call it service learning at California State University, Monterey Bay. I know most people would feel embarrassed to receive treatment, let alone be diagnosed with such awful disorders. So why am I sharing this with the world? Why am I sharing this with you guys? Because I hate the fact that 90% of the people that have it 
don't know what is wrong with them. That feeling like you are alone, that you cannot control impulsive behavior or your emotions, it really sucks. I love watching anime. My favorite all-time anime is Seven Deadly Sins because I relate too much to the main character, Meliodas. Born into the demon race and son to the demon king, Meliodas was the most ruthless of them all, showing no mercy to the rival clan, the goddess, or angels, until he met a girl who brought out the good in him. He fell deeply in love with the daughter of the ruler of the goddess race, the supreme deity. Some Romeo and Juliet type of stuff. After discovering that their children were in a relationship, the demon king and the supreme deity punished them, placing curses on them. Meliodas's curse granted him eternal life, but after each time he dies, he is sent to purgatory. And each time, the demon king chips away at Meliodas's emotions, slowly transitioning him or reverting him back to the ruthless and most feared demon he once was. My debut album, in fact, which will soon be released this month in June 2021, was actually inspired by the anime series. In fact, the EP is actually called Purgatory. My whole life, I felt like I kept dying inside, trapped in some space like limbo or purgatory. That's why I relate so much with Meliodas. Every time he dies, he ends back up in purgatory. And every time he ends up back in purgatory, you know, he's losing a piece of his heart. My whole life, I was perceived as a troublemaker, delinquent, a demon, if you will. I was a completely different person as a kid and a teen. Half my high school feared me because I walked around with a mean mug, but really I was just in my own world listening to music. I always had earbuds in my ear in class, lunch, even during PE. It's like water to me. I just cannot live without it. The longest I have gone without music for like a whole school day, or it was actually two, two days. Not because I forgot, but because, you know, even if I did forget, I would go back. And I wouldn't really care if I made it back to class late. Oh, well, I got my music anyway so that I can drown out the teacher's lecturing. Why are you late? This and that. And I'm just, I'm just there slapping like a Bob Marley song. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> the three little birds. So, yeah. Usually, I ended up within a month of purchasing new earbuds. The earbuds would blow out. Usually, I got the Skullcandy ones. They're all right. You know, at first, they sound pretty good. And then later on, they die down until they... Till they pop like Meliodas I feared the monster within me once it comes out I feel like I can't control it rest in peace with my last few relationships now we know I'm really glad that I finally received the help I needed I'm taking sertraline which is a type of antidepressant in the mornings and quetiapine at night for my ADHD and bipolar disorder. I can honestly say now that I finally have 
full control over my thoughts, emotions, and behavior. I'm not sure if it's the happy pills, but I feel genuinely happy, joyful. I feel amazing. I still, though, feel sad once in a while for the other 90% of those who have it, but don't know they have it. Imagine ruining relationships, forming gambling problems and struggling with finance, drug abuse, pulling stupid daredevil stunts, going in and out of jail, rarely finishing projects they started, then moving on to something else. I feel for them. It's like being on autopilot all the time, like you're there, but not all there. You get easily sidetracked, distracted. I did go to juvie as a kid, and maybe it was because I formed some self-discipline after years of practice, Kenpo, Karate, and Taekwondo. You know, I committed myself to fight the odds, to remove myself from statistics of you know high incarceration rate and high school dropout rate among Latinos. I had a few high school friends. Quite a few of them have actually dropped out from high school. Most of them now they work in the fields or in the coolers. It's a lot of heavy work. It's tough, tough labor. I've been there, trust me. I used to harvest strawberries. Returning back to the topic though, if there is one thing each of us have in common is that we feel neglected by those who we really care about and for. We go to extremes to see if we do matter, and that obviously ends bad almost every single time. What prompted me to finally seek help? It started in the summer of 2019 when I experienced my first panic attack at work. It literally felt like I was dying, like I couldn't breathe. There I was sitting down in my vehicle at work, looking after a construction site in Marina at security on my phone when I felt like my heart was pounding fast and I could not catch my breath. So I freaked out and I got out of the car. I was ready to call 911, but I managed to stop myself. And it felt like it took a lot of effort to do that. I called my boss instead and I described to him what I experienced and he said, you were having a panic attack. It wasn't my last one. Full-time college student working a full-time security graveyard shift, midnight to 7 a.m. Go straight to class after, slept around five in the evening and woke up at 10 p.m. to get ready for work. Try that for a year. <laughs> You'll go mad, trust me. I've been working on my debut EP since 2018. Not to mention I probably have recorded a total of a hundred songs and only published maybe a third of that. My homie Jose, AKA Jay Moore, my brother from another mother and my other main supporter, my carnal John Antonio, they keep bugging me about, you know, finishing certain songs they really like. I don't know what it is, but it's just, I just move on to the next and to the next and it's just really difficult. But yeah, go ask them. They'll tell you. It's really hard for me to stay in one spot. Unless I'm playing video games on my phone or PS4 or on social media, finding and sharing memes, then I feel like I gotta move, you know? 
even when I'm studying, even when I'm doing homework, I tend to take a lot of breaks. I notice that. Like, I think that's what helped me out too, was taking those small breaks because I have a such a short attention span, and it's just just really sucks. But yeah, I I definitely took a lot of breaks. You know, just going on my phone, playing Clash Royale or whatever. Um, you know, was fast-paced game. I love the fast-paced games. I can't do the slow games. I'm just like right there dying. Like, nigga, make your move already. But anyways, yeah. Unless you are taking treatment for ADHD, you can benefit from its merits, such as you know, taking advantage of the hyperactivity. You could be super productive. I was able to catch up on work and maintain a good pace towards the last half of my spring 2021 semester. I achieved an A in vocal training class, which is a music and performing arts course, basically a singing class. Lastly, I finished social justice service learning class with an A+. The other classes I received no credit, so it does not affect my GPA, which is currently at 3.6, resulting in me being in the dean's list. I graduated community college with honors, making the president's list, hitting 3.8 GPA back then. I don't know the exact steps I took to achieve that after graduating high school with a bare minimum of 2.2 GPA, but f I did it. So many times I felt like giving up, but I always thought about the people who did not have the same chance that I got. That's what kept me going. In order to see positive changes, to see the changes that we want in our community, you have to start with yourself. Be that change. Honestly, I'm proud of myself for making it this far. My sister's boyfriend, Daniel, really great guy, I like him. He told me that. Before that, I was breaking down. You know, after finding out that I had ADHD, I was just like, man, I wish I had known. It would have saved me and the people I cared so much many heartaches. Despite the consequences of untreated ADHD, I managed to achieve so much being the first in my family to graduate high school, being the first to go to college, maintaining 3.6 and higher GPA, despite struggling with learning disabilities. It took me a while to even learn how to read. I think until like fifth or sixth grade, maybe seventh. It was actually eighth grade. I recall having to take a reading comprehension course in seventh grade. All we did there was just read, read, read. And I think what helped me pass was we were using the computers to read whatever they assigned us. And it came with some some videos so whenever i started reading i guess i would associate it with the video damn nobody even knew i had adhd i feel like the school is partially to blame for that anyways i did all that though you know maintaining a 3.6 and higher gpa with the support of my family family is everything to me i'm blessed to have them and my best friends thanks for dealing with all my bullshit like for real you guys have a lot of patience with me with that said 
it is my life's goal to lead an independent indie record label start a scholarship for people with adhd and other mental disorders and donate money to improving and making mental health services more accessible to the latino community as well as hosting mental health awareness seminars now i know it ain't gonna be easy but my life was never easy to begin with so why quit now i have tatted on me the same tattoo meliotis has which is the sin of wrath which is a symbol of a dragon appearing to be eating its own tail google ouroboros o-u-r-o-b-o-r-o-s in which the produced results should contain images of a snake in the shape of a circle or donut eating its own tail the sin of wrath tattoo symbolizes self-consumption in one's wrath or emotions it is a constant reminder to me for the bad i've committed with untreated adhd but like scorpion from the new mortal kombat movie i learn to control the flames if i am to represent or be a good role model to my community i have to take the steps to becoming that role model i'm ready and i'm not waiting until i graduate this december i have already initiated the first phase of establishing my brand through streams podcasts videos and music my mind has always been running every second throughout the day but now i have learned to slow it down and focus on one thing one task at a time i don't know if my community is ready for me but here i am i'm picking up where caesar chavez left off fighting with others for social justice because he said that each generation must fight and prove to earn the justice we have to earn because clearly systemic racism continues to be a problem. It's everywhere in healthcare, employment, education, housing, job promotions, the criminal justice system, and politics. My major is in sociology. And at this moment, I am researching and composing a 25 page paper on racial disparities in America. I damn near lost my mind on how to go about structuring the paper because there was just too much. I defeated depression over and over again. I'm sure I can manage to help budge us closer to total equity or total fairness across all aspects of life and what's meant to be a leading national example founded by none other than immigrants including those forced against their will to leave their homeland. And I'm, yes, I'm talking about the African slaves. They too are immigrants, but they were forced. I know there are a few other developed exceptional Latino American leaders taking initiative across most institutions, but one that is often overlooked is in the entertainment industry. Latinos are horribly underrepresented and framed as either a cholo, chola, maid, janitor, gardener, etc. Rick Najera, a successful Hollywood director, writer, comedian, and author, came to discuss with us his experience as a Mexican in the entertainment business in my Sociology of Latinos course, fall 2020. He said that he had no college degree, yet 
he became very successful. The answer should be no surprise if you take a look at this guy. You'll probably be like, he kind of looks white. Well, yeah, white privilege. He said that because we are Mexican, we have to work twice as hard to go far in life. Kudos to him for going back to school. I think he's currently working on his master's degree. I can still remember like it was yesterday. I can still hear him clearly telling us that we have to rely on one another. One thing I hate about the Mexican culture is that people tend to be unsupportive or display no pride at all in another's accomplishment. That machismo toxic culture, I hate it. Now, I'm not saying to be emotional all the time like, OMG, I'm so happy for you, I'm gonna cry. What I'm promoting is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence can be defined as having the capability to recognize one's emotions and those of others. Through this, we can achieve many things together, tapping into our full potential while encouraging and supporting one another to discover our passions, leading successful, happy lives. What can I say? I have childish dreams. Another thing you should know about people with ADHD is we tend to wear our heart on our sleeves. Most times it backfires if ADHD is left untreated. If you find yourself not being yourself, then consider talking to a medical doctor or a psychiatrist. Psychologists cannot prescribe you treatment, only psychiatrists can. Remember that you are not alone. There is support out there for you. You just gotta take that first step to admit that maybe you do have a problem and you need help. I feel your pain every day. It's what keeps me going strong, sharing positive vibes and energy. One last thing about people with ADHD is we get sidetracked a lot, like how I did earlier re recalling a lecture from a sociology class. Anyways, thank y'all for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Until next time, Jimenez signing off. Peace.